Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Welcome to episode 15. I am recording this intro solo because right as we were about to record our podcast, um, Beth's power went out completely. So we were unable to, we wanted this episode to go out on time. So what she did is went and spliced together an episode that we created for her podcast called Seeking Light. We did it a couple of months ago and we talked about a little more on why we um, started the coaching business, why we're so passionate about it and kind of a little more about who we are and our natures and that. So we think you'll enjoy hearing more about that and always go dive into the Seeking Light podcast because there's so much good info there on um, she interviews people who are seeking light in their lives and, and things that they've gone through that were really hard and how they've overcome it and um, and just found found light amidst the hard trials. So that's another opportunity for you to learn and grow is go listen to a lot of those podcast episodes. But for this week, this is what is our offering to you. We hope that you're having a great winter break and that you're taking deep breaths and being present, enjoying your family and loved ones and and this magical season. And we will see you again next week or on Friday Coaching. And don't forget that we are starting a new workshop in January. On January, I think it's 9th. Um, you can go to our website and you will see all the details and we would love to have you there. So enjoy your week, you guys, and we'll see you next time. Julie and I both thought it would be fun today to do a podcast interview about how coaching has brought light into our life and how it can bring light into your life. Um, I'm the pioneer of making everyone in my life start life coaching because you guys, these tools are life changing, especially when combined with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay. So let's go back for a minute though, before we talk about that, let's talk about your life and why you love to listen and talk to people and how that has brought you into life coaching. So go back when you were a child, a girl, what, when did you first start to notice that you, um, Hmm. like to help other people? So I've always, I'm the third child. So I'm the peacemaker. I'm the, you know, in the home, keep everyone happy. I don't like contention. I, I am one that seeks for peace versus like, I just don't do well in contention. I don't like it. I will. I will fix it. Right. So, um, that's just kind of my nature. And then I was always called an old soul wise beyond my years, which when you're like 12 and 13, it's not a compliment. <laughs> you don't even understand it. So then fast forward. Um, I graduated high school at 16, went to college, did, um, and, and I, the reason I did that was just, again, I guess old soul. I didn't like the contention of high school. I didn't love the atmosphere. I found myself so much happier when I wasn't there, but there wasn't really anything I could pinpoint that I didn't like, but I fast forwarded through that, um, went to college, nannied, and then, um, 
got married, right? But started beauty school. The hair was always something I absolutely loved and um, wanted to do. But hair is always looked down upon like, like you're going to go to beauty school. Oh, that, that's, oh, that's great. Good for you. Like this, you can just hear this apprehension of like, oh, that, okay. And so whether they meant it or not, that's the perception I took. So I, I did take a couple of years and see if there's anything else I wanted to do. And then I decided, no, there wasn't, I was good. I wanted to do this thing. So started beauty school at 18 and a half, went to beauty school, finished. And, um, I, I have always enjoyed people. I haven't ever been like worried about social things. I'm not someone I would say that needs social. I'm not an extrovert or an introvert. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I'm happy to sit in the back of the classroom and say nothing, but I'm also happy to contribute anyways, get into my hair career. And I was confident in my hair skills, but I started realizing that I was this 19, 20 year old girl doing mostly 30, 40, 50, 60 year old women's hair, because those are the ones who could afford to come and get their hair cut and colored. Right. Or they would bring their daughters or whatever. And, um, I was very unconfident in how to talk to people. So I had a blessing that my first job was I, I apprenticed a man who was the master conversationist. They would say, we come to Robert to talk. Oh, and to get a haircut. Right. And so I spent the year yes, learning under him, but more learning how to converse with someone outside of my demographic or my stage of life and how to really connect with people. I feel like was probably my biggest takeaway from that. And so then when I left him after about a year, year and a half and was able to start my hair career, I just never looked back. I was there to do hair, to talk to women that I loved and help them. And over the years, I started realizing like, oh, this is more counseling than it is hair <laughs> because you stand, I always had a room um, more than a salon. So you stand with these women uh, three to six weeks is the average that they come and you have two hours together in close quarters to talk about each other's lives. And usually you don't want to spend that amount of time with someone unless you're okay with their company, right? If, if I didn't mesh with a client or whatever, you would do them once or twice and naturally things would part, but the ones that we really connected with, we just became part of each other's lives. And so I did start to learn and was told that I had a, a gift for listening and helping or understanding a, a situation. And so, um, that, that took me for many years. I did hair full time for about 12 years and then started the mom job. Right. Loved that. And, um, and I went a few years away from hairdressing as I had four little ones under six and my happiness meter. That's when it started to sink because I think I wasn't nurturing that part of my brain, right? Um, the, the talents and hobbies that I had known and was good at and been gifted with, I was using for my children, but it's just different. And so I started life coaching. I started being coached to be happier. And at the same time, I kind of started back into hair and makeup. And I realized my mistake that I had made, that I had given all of that up for my children by choice, but that I kind of needed to get that balance back because me as Julie needed to have that creation and that interaction with women. And so ever since then, I've been 
I took hair back on and, and makeup and have been doing that as, and then getting all the life coaching stuff going. Did that answer your question, Beth? Yes. Very good. (laughs) Well, and just because we're, this is kind of a, this, this podcast I'm releasing is unique in the sense that I'm going to be participating more in it than I normally do, but just so you can see where everything merged for Julie and I, I'm going to go back to my childhood. And I have always been fascinated with human beings. Like it, it's a very intriguing thing to me to sit and watch people. Um, I would love to sit at malls or games or whatever, and just watch people and Mm. watch why they do what they do. And, um, it was very interesting. I didn't realize there was a thing with that. I just knew people fascinated me. And, um, I think I, I told you guys long ago on a podcast that my best friend, Leslie in high school, she told me I was a terrible listener and that really offended me. (laughs) I was just like, how dare you say that to me? And she was like, you are, you're terrible. So I made a decision. I am going to start listening to people. I'm not going to cut them off. I'm not, I mean, to the best, don't get me wrong. I've cut, I cut people off, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to, um, revalidate what they're saying. Like I literally worked on my listening skills when she told me that I 15 or 16 years old. And, um, anyway, during that time, something happened And I was just telling Paige about this like two weeks ago. So this is why it's so fresh in my mind. Paige wanted to see my yearbook from my sophomore year. And we pulled it out and we were going through it. And she was in the back looking at the, she's like, mom, what pages are you on? So we were going to all the pages and there's this page and I'm with this group of kids on a structure. And there's probably, I don't know, 20 of us. And she goes, what is a natural helper? And I started laughing because in high school, I remember they sent a survey around to all of us while we were in a class and it asked like, who is somebody you trust? Who is somebody that you would share information with that you believe they would keep that in confidence? They asked us all these questions. So I just wrote names down. Well, I did not know this, but there was a program they were launching called natural helpers. And they were trying to gather students within the student body that other students trusted that they could make as a resource to help with any kids that were struggling. So they came to me and they said, you have been selected as a natural helper. And I'm like, what's that? (laughs) And they're like, many students wrote your name down. And Mm. so you, depending on how many times your name was written down, we kept we have kept a certain from each grade, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. And you have been chosen as if you would like to accept it, we will do training with you and teach you what to do. So that was the first time where I realized, oh, people do trust me or do want to talk to me, or I am a better listener. <laughs> she was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she did it to me. I'm glad she was so blunt, yeah. but um, they took me to, they had us go to training for a whole weekend. They taught us how, and when we got back to school, we were used as a resource. If there was a student that was struggling, they would call upon us to sit and listen to them. So awesome. it was really awesome. 
but in college, I got to college and I was 19 and my roommates would get into these fights and they would ask me to come down. There would be six of us and and say, Beth, come down and help us. Like you, you're the mother. <laughs> oh, that Julie talked about being called an old soul. Okay. I got it. My senior <laughs> slam, my senior year was they gave me depends undergarments. No. Yes, they did. <laughs> and they said, your slam is that you're 40 going on you're 18, you're 18 going on 40. <laughs> that was my senior slam. That's funny. <laughs> but funny. my roommates would have me like negotiate the problem or, you know, work through. And I'd be like, you guys are, you're old enough to do this. Like, why are you involving me? But anyway, I just grew this love. And then I started reading self-help books and, um, I just began to try to understand the human brain and the human behavior. And as my kids grew and I served in different leadership callings, I was constantly involved with listening to women, validating them, showing them love and compassion and trying to not be judgmental. So Julie and I, you guys got married, what, 17 years ago? You always ask me that. And that's hard math. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Julie and I, Julie marries rich and Julie and I are very, very much alike. And yep. we heavenly father put us together. Yep. So, so not about them being brothers. It was about us. <laughs> <laughs> we say they married the same person. Cause it's crazy how similar we are in our talents and hobbies and that, but the brothers are different. That's similar, but I would say they are more different than we are alike, meaning like we're more alike than they are, but, um, we're both attracted to the humor, I guess. But it's amazing (laughs) to me that Matt and Rich married very similar girls Mm -hmm. when there's only two boys out of eight kids, Mm -hmm. there's six girls and two boys. I think that's really remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I can remember, um, Beth had been in the family a while before I came along. Right. And so I can remember the girl saying, she will read your soul. She will get things out of you that no other person can. And I was like, so I tend to be a very, um, trusting, like I always say, if you're going to offend me, you're going to have to grab my shoulders and say, I'm going to offend you now, please listen, because I tend to just assume the best of everyone. I mean, it's, it's been a, a strength and a weakness. Right. And so that's not an issue for me peering into my soul. I don't really have any dark secrets to hide, but I do remember the first weekend we were there, um, was a wedding was one of the girls wedding, Ashley's wedding and Beth and Matt coming into the, our hotel room and, and asking all the questions and stuff. And I, it was great. It was fine. And then I can remember them saying how much you like to read self-help books. I'm way behind you in the self-help book realm because I couldn't understand that at the time I was 23 or four and I only read for fun, but (laughs) I can no longer get through a fiction book. It is so hard. I want to be learning. I want to understand things like I crave it. Um, I still love a fiction book, but yes, I like full force onto that. And um, so anyway, so we, of course, friendships, Beth was my mother of mothers, meaning like <laughs> I learned quickly not to call my mother or mother-in-law because they couldn't remember 
but Beth did and she was in the middle of it. And so she saved my children's lives a lot. <laughs> and then I would teach her hair. She has the talent for hair, but didn't do school. And so whenever we were together, she would pick my brain and I would teach her how to do more hair. And, and, she, you know, we would talk a lot there and just always have gotten along really good. And I would say life coaching has probably deepened our relationship and understanding how to help each other even more. Right. Like absolutely being on well, the same and two, like these, you know, when something's important in life, when you don't forget the moment. And I remember where I was when you called me and you said, Beth, you have to go listen to this podcast. <clears throat> and at the time yeah. I literally was like, what's a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And you were like, okay, listen, I said, you said, get your phone. And you said, okay, you see that purple dot. You see that like that um, little microphone thing. That's, that's a podcast app. So click on that. And you, you literally showed me how to do it. Okay. Now search for this name. Do you remember that? Yeah. I say, I still do that to many people. (laughs) And so she told me about Jody Moore, who is a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who um, is a life coach. And Julie said, Beth, it's changing my life. Like you have to listen to her podcast and I'm having her coach me right now. And I was like, okay, the thing with Julie is she's changed my life because. No, don't cry. We'll just cry. We pause this podcast for (laughs) pause. She teaches me so much. Like, I'm serious, you guys, things about, I know this might sound stupid, but like makeup and hair and clothing and new products and butter dishes and cooking pans and (laughs) sheets, sheets, like she'll say, Beth, you've got to try this. And sometimes she'll surprise me and just mail it to the house. Um, And so she's constantly like, so I just trust when she tells me something. I'm like done. Just like one time in the past week, we're in the lip sense and senogens. And she literally called me and she said, Beth, I have found the key. Like you, this is unbelievable. You're not going to believe it. Like you've got to try this. And I, I tried it. I said, I'm sold. I'm doing it. I love this stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say if I, um, that's how I get people. I wrangle them in with worldly goods. (laughs) but I'm not afraid. Like people will say you're a natural salesperson. I'm like, I don't understand that. I just want, if I find something that is joy and adds value to my life, why would I hide it? Like, why wouldn't I want everyone I love to experience the same thing? Right. Especially if I have tested a few things, I feel like I'm a consumer of goods. (laughs) Anyways. Yes. True. And so you want to share. And we also, at the time we would have parallel callings. We'd both mm. be relief society presidents or mm. pri- in primary or young, you know, we would just have parallels where mm. we would talk to each other about life and our kids and we would make time to be together, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny. Cause I will say 17 years. So I think the family thinks we talk on a daily basis. There's years where we talked twice a year. Or even when we just got together as family, but that connection was always there. And then there's years where we talk once a week, right? But it's never, um, it's just, anyways, it's just interesting that 
the relationship is there ebbs and flows. It's like that good friend that you have in high school, just because she hasn't called me for a year doesn't mean we're still not like, I think nothing of it. Right. Both of us with those friends, you're just like, they call you and you're like, Hey, and you pick right back up. You just both understand each other and where your lives are at. So I did it again. You guys, I roped her in to this new, (laughs) she went and got true. The life coaching. So recently I had been life coaching. I don't know if this is jumping too far ahead though. Mm, Well, I think we need to go back to last fall when we went to Arizona together to listen Mm -hmm. to Jody and Brad, who we Mm -hmm. both really liked. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you feel like we kind of had the epiphany that like, we love them, but we, we're already doing that with people all the time. Like Mm -hmm. what they were teaching us. Mm-hmm. We are so grateful, but now that's what we do with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it was an interesting, like, even when I would go to hair trainings or any of these, I had learned a, a concept a while back that if you walk away learning one new thing, it was worth your time, right? Because you'll pay hundreds of dollars for all sorts of things. And if you come away as a know-it-all and not learning one new thing, that would be frustrating. But I think you can always find in a church class, in a elementary, anything, one thing that helped you was worth your time. And so we sat in the class and it's engaging and uplifting and you learn, but we did both feel like, yeah, we got this. Like these are great reminders and great things, but we are right on track. Right. So that was October. I I flew home and had a hysterectomy fast forward, (laughs) changed my life. That's another thing you guys, (laughs) You're not wrangling me into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it all out and um, life improves <laughs> a thousandfold. Yes. Okay, wait, we need to go back a second. I, okay. I feel like we jumped majorly a huge hurdle. Okay. Back a few years ago, Julie, I had been I had been with my best friend Gina uh, on a trip to McCall, Idaho. Mm. And Julie called me on the phone on my drive. And she said, I think I have a way. I found a coaching program and I think this will be your route into getting into life coaching. And so she told me, so go ahead. You can tell more about that. Yeah. I just was like, Hey, I'm going to do this in January and we should do it. And you were like, okay. Oh my gosh. And then you called me the next day and you're like, I signed up for next week, <laughs> which was awesome. And the thing for me with life coaching is it's been like, I have, I, I mean, I can't even count right now, at least two handfuls of people that have started off of my recommendation and are either launched or in life coaching or gone to school. And it was never my time, right? Like I just kept hearing, like I got so close at one point and I was like, next, next, next month, next season, when the kids start school, when this happens and something would hold me back. And this is not me, you guys, like I am a do now think later. <laughs> yeah. Put a Learn. doggy door in people, a doggy door into or stucco. Like, uh, oh, I, my husband has been good for me because I, I would like, they say that if two dreamers got married, you'd be bankrupt and homeless in a month. So true. <laughs> so you have to have that person that goes, Oh, yeah, hold on. And so luckily though, I feel like the spirit has helped me. Rich one time did say like, 
he helped me through it. Coach, how are you going to do this? Let's talk about this. Cause I was just like, let's do it anyway. So, um, it hadn't been my time. And so Beth hops in and I'm like, that's okay. We're going to do it in January. Come January COVID. And I could not imagine if I was trying to do that while homeschooling for children stuck inside. I like it again was not my time. Right. But Beth did it. Um, and we would talk through the whole process because I was so curious about how it was going and, da, 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 and, and everything she was learning. And, and then when she got done, we, I have been alongside her help, not helping, but business-wise. Yeah. I, um, around that time, or if not before, did a pretty intensive marketing course and love learning about that side of things, right? There's a scientific side of marketing. There's a spiritual side, there's an emotional side of, of business. And so as much as this part comes natural to us, that part, I didn't know anything about. And so that's kind of where my focus has been in the last couple of years, as far as businesses, the marketing and the social media and the content and, and all of that. Um, yeah. So but where, where from there? Well, I'm the, I want to go to the, um, Julie and I had a conversation. I left social media in January of 2022 and Julie and I were talking. She was on a trip with her with anyway, she was on a trip and we both felt this need to form a mother's coalition, Mm -hmm. like unify women that they can defend, protect, support their family, provide light to their families. And we both felt this urgency to do that. So why don't you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So this is, so, so this was like March, if I remember. And, um, so Beth had been coaching, emotion, coaching, coaching. I had been life coaching, still doing hair, still doing marketing, all those things. And we're coming out of COVID. I had been at a weekend with my best friend and, um, you know, as women, we figure everything out. We solve all the problems in a weekend, but we, her Beth, like many of us had felt this like stirring and like this attack on the family, this attack on women and all this confusion. And yet I had the answers. Like when you have the gospel and you understand the plan, there's still some fear, but you also are like, it's going to be okay. You know? And And I would offer this to people. And the problem I was seeing is that we were still alone in our homes. We were still afraid to say anything. We were still afraid to offend. We were still afraid of so many things because we had been segregated. And so I was like, it is time to unite. However we can, we have truth and knowledge that needs to be shared more than ever before. And I don't know how to do it. And so I had called Beth on the way home and she had said, I feel the stirring, you know, like I, I feel like heavenly father has said, get off all of that. So I can fill your brain with something else. Right. Yeah. And so we just kind of got to talking and, um, process some plans, put into place some plans. We gathered women from all over the country. Right. Yeah. And couple- you, they need to understand too. I mean, all those of you that listen to me, I live in Oregon and Julie lives in California. Mm -hmm. So what we 
uh, California is still until February, if I'm not mistaken. Is it February? There's still, there's still restrictions. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we didn't get masks off until end of March, I think. Yeah. So the, compared to the rest of the United States, there's, there were a lot more restrictions still placed on, on our States and our cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We didn't. Yeah. Anyways, was this last year or was this this year? I'm losing track of years. It was this year. It's right? this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Um, and so we had some zoom calls with some strong leaders and some strong women that we knew in different, um, cities and countries and, and felt like, what are you guys feeling? What are you seeing? We just tried to kind of pl- figure it out, figure out where the solution was. And, um, we kind of created a United mothers coalition and with some leaders and Beth and I were still feeling this stirring. Right. And then we figured out this is really tricky to do on a huge scale. We need to dial it in on a local scale and still meet and talk to each other and come back and talk and then, um, keep going, right. Keep going. And so I created that here. And we would have meetings and I would gather women and um, still feeling that urgency, but I wasn't getting the response from other women. Like they would, I could tell they were feeling it, but they were scared still, still in fear. And as women, we still have so much on our plates. We've taken on the world. We have to cook, clean, have the babies and work and run the world. So I think um, we, we were all negotiating how and where. Okay. So, um, I started anyways, just kept processing. And as I'm coaching people, I, um, realized it would be a lot easier if I had a counterpart to my coaching, because there were parts of it that I didn't want to do that. I knew Beth was really skilled on. So I called up and said, Hey, what if I do this part of the coaching that I have offering? I was doing a lot of weight coaching and you do this part. And you were like, um, yeah, okay. All right. And then the next, was it the next day? What'd you call and say? Well, I literally was like, this is it. Like, let's go. And we literally have not stopped. We hit the ground running. Yeah. She was like, let's do it. It's time. We're going to do a program. We're going to join forces. And I was like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we did you guys. And like, I, yeah. Um, a while back, a couple days ago, I can't remember. I was talking to my husband and I said, I think I've spent like 80 hours building this website. And he's like, I think you've short sold yourself there. And I'm like, how could I have spent more time than that? Like where would I have found it more than 80 extra hours in a month? Cause we basically built, launched, created content and started within a month. Is it perfect? No. <clears throat> Do we have everything in place that we want? No, but we knew do not delay. Right. Yep. And And that's what I, I, that's why really we're doing this podcast interview on my podcast of seeking light Mm -hmm. because we feel like as Satan is seeking destruction across the earth, there's also tremendous light. There's Mm -hmm. like 168, if I'm not mistaken, operating temples And I want to say since president Nelson has been called and sustained and set apart as the prophet of the church, I want to say he has announced 109 and my number could be off temples that are in construction or going to be under construction. 
So even though Satan is doing these things, you and I feel a deep passion and love to help women feel empowered in their lives to fight for themselves, fight for their families and defend truth. Mm -hmm. I will say too, as you're, as you're talking, it reminded me that I serve on the PTA and I guess other places where I'm around awesome women that don't necessarily have the gospel. Right. And, um, the gospel of Jesus Christ from the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints, right. They have truth and they have light and they're God fearing women and they are amazing, but the so much more fear than I felt. And every chance I got, I just wanted to be like, no, 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 don't be scared. Wait, don't you know, but they don't know. Right. And Hey, let me help you with this tool. You're, you're freaked out. You're worried. This bothered you. Can I help you here? And I couldn't help fast enough. And I couldn't teach fast enough. And I had all of my own things going on. And I just was like, ah, and so I realized like, wait a minute, women, we have relief society. We have this organization set up that worldwide, we volunteer in a perfect organization to help everyone around us. And we do it at the time I was relief society president. And I, uh, my son's teacher was moving and I said, I, I will help you. She had three little boys. It was a rush thing. And I said, can I help you? And she was like, um, I don't know why I'm saying yes, but yes, I've never. Yes. Right. I didn't know her that well. And I texted a few women, Hey, I need help at nine o'clock. One was a non-member, two were members. And there we were, we showed up and we worked for three hours and we left and everyone's lives was blessed. Right. And that's who we are. That is who we are as a relief society in the church and what we're created to do and as we have seen those miracles take place, like, how do we not teach others? How can we keep this a secret? And I'm not doing it to convert the world, but the world needs us to help, right? They need us to share our light. They need us to serve. They need us to, to calm the fear and just teach them that they are capable and they are given the same gifts we are to defend their family, to stand up for what is right to be backed, you know, by, by others. And that was our main goal is like, let's teach them correct principles. So they can govern themselves. Exactly. <clears throat> so literally Julie and I, right before labor day, we just both committed to each other that we're going for this. We're going to do it. And we have been given gifts and talents and we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is no reason why we are not to share that and help because Julie and I both have very, very good friends, multiple friends that are not members of our church. And they are the most faithful, obedient, righteous, light giving women you will ever meet. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why we launched our, um, our coaching business together, Beth and Julie Newell coaching, because we want to reach as many women as we possibly can to help them just keep their candles burning bright and not be shoved under a bushel, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And I will say that, um, two coaches is better than one, <laughs> at least for me, because I feel like we even each other out. Like I tend to be a little too trusting and whimsical and la la land. Right. And Beth is a big dreamer as well, but she's better at like, okay, how are we going to do that? 
how's this? Let's lay down a plan. And I'm like, oh, it's a good idea. Um, the, the combination of our talents and our skills helps us help more people faster. That was the whole point. Like I could do this on my own. I could, you know, stand up. But when I have someone else saying, what about this? And how about we do this? And I saw that and you're like, yeah, no possible way. I could have seen that without another person looking in. Right. And so I feel like the, the revelations we've had and the, the things we've come across, it's like just this morning, we were talking before this and I came up with something we needed to do. And she goes, that's exactly what I wrote down yesterday. Right. So we're being helped and we don't care about the money. <laughs> that's our problem always. But Beth has a good comment that says, when you pay, you pay attention. And so um, that's beside the point. Our goal is to reach as many people as we can by combining tools of the brain, life coaching that we've learned of the chemicals of the body and the knowledge we have of the gospel that runs our spirit. At church, we're really good about talking to the spirit, but we don't necessarily understand the chemical physical workings of the body that uh, cuts us off at the knees a lot. And that's for me where the beauty has come in at understanding the two and combining them versus them struggling against each other most of the time. Yeah. And, um, back a few years ago, um, M Russell Ballard gave a wonderful talk and he quoted his, I think it was his, it was one of his relatives. It might've even been his grandfather that the, the greatest battle we'll have is the battle with self. Mm. And so yep. we have to really solidify ourselves and, um, I feel like that's why, you know, we're just moving forward in faith and mm -hmm. we're, our desire is to help any of God's daughters, um, who are desiring the help, the assistance, the, especially during this time. And, you know, that's another thing that when we combined together, I'd been doing this podcast since January of 2021. So, um, Julie and I were both like, we're going to do a podcast. So we created a podcast called why wait. And that's more of our coaching where we're teaching principles that we've learned through coaching and tools that help women, uh, just with changing their thoughts and, and working and growing towards goals that they want to achieve. So that was, that just came really fast too. Everything has just really been accelerated. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we sit down and do a podcast, we don't outline it. We don't script it. It just flows and we hit end and we're like, good, good, done. Good, done. Which I think has allowed us to keep going. Well, and we have to be, this is what's so funny. Okay. Julie and I literally coaching soccer teams. <laughs> we just got released as Relief Society president. This shows you how much God is in control people. Because I, even though four of our six children are gone, I am so busy. And mm -hmm. even this morning, Julie and I had planned to have a meeting together. And Paige contacted me and was like, mom, I need you right now. Immediately get to the school, get to the seminary building, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa. And Gannon had to get there. And then my dad called me and he needed to talk to me. And I'm just like trying to get ready, but you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. everything always works out. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's there when we need it. And our, our goal with creating the podcast and a lot of this is we have as much free content as we can physically offer right now, right. And still be all the things we need to be in our lives. 
And so we have um, free coaching Fridays. We have the podcast. We have replayed calls. We have social media content. So multiple ways to reach us and find light as much as you want, as fast as we can produce it right now. And that is our number one goal. Um, and so any way that you share us or that you are able to access that is that's what fills us up, right? That's what keeps us going is that if we're able to help and um, teach you some things to lighten your burdens and lighten your load. And I, I will say we went in, I went into conference, both of us went in and we said, let's really pray and figure out what we need to do, what Heavenly Father wants us to do, how we can help. And the, the biggest answer I got was to teach them their worth. So hundred percent behind all of this is for us to teach you your worth is eternal and valuable and to find that and believe it. And how I have found that is in the combination of the gospel with um, coaching skills. Yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> that's why this interview that's going to go out. All of us have a story and we all have gifts that we've been given. And this just, this part of our, mine and Julie's life is part of our story. It's, it's mm -hmm. a pretty big part. Mm -hmm. And so us trying to receive revelation, follow the promptings, and we're kind of a little bit like Laman and Lemuel and Nephi and Sam, <laughs> we head into the city, but it doesn't work. So we head back out. Right. <laughs> we go back in again. Like we are, we are hit, hit and miss. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this part of our story of our lives at this season of our lives is we're just going for it. And we're praying. Our goal is to just spread light, really just spread light. Yep. 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 And the more you reach out to us and, and comment or ask, or, um, just helps us help everyone else. Right. So any, anything we can do to help you, or if you have a question, we are here for it. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.